Coming to you live from Smokehouse. 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 It's waiting on fries. 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 That's really our intro. <laughs> it might be. I don't know. Waiting I don't on know. fries. That you don't get it. You don't. What do you mean you don't get waiting on fries? Hopefully the customer never hears waiting on fries. But all this time on the entree and it's perfectly executed, and then you're it's like, ready Fuck, to go. I forgot to fire the fries. I just always use that when I forgot to put somebody's order in, and I was like, Hey, I'm just waiting on the fries. It's gonna be two more minutes. Realistically, I come back 10 minutes with the food. Exactly. <laughs> they just know that their food's not there and the service said they're still waiting on fries. I guess we're just waiting on fries. <laughs> hey guys, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing I was talking well. about the people news, the people out there. Oh, alright. It's a beautiful afternoon here. We're sitting in the center of Smokehouse. What's For that code? Sure not just Just's here. What's the, the code where they order the food and they the get the discounts? The promo code to get 10% off yeah, when you order there. online at shtailgate.com because we're the presenting sponsor com, of this com, show. Com, com, com. It's Smoke Squad. Smoke Squad, Smoke Squad, Smoke Squad, <laughs> 10% off, 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 off. Holy hell, we're talking to a guy today. We are talking to a guy today. We are talking to a guy. He's an a entrepreneur guy. of sorts. He's definitely an entrepreneur of sorts. And he knows his way around a bar. Look at that. And he's got killer haircuts. <laughs> and that is important in this business. I don't know what else we got for him. But we're, we're talking to Josh. We're talking to Josh today, as everyone knows himself, McLovin, in these streets. <laughs> hey, McLovin. Hey, guys. Pleasure having me. Uh, <laughs> no, that's it. We're going to talk more to you in a little bit. But for, first off, let's really cut to the chase here. I was just at the Yonkers waterfront. Uh, for those of you listening abroad here, it's a place in New York. Um, it overlooks the water. It's close to the city. And I must tell you that it was lawlessness out there. Everyone's running around, no masks whatsoever. Oh, They're just getting drinks, walking around freely on the streets with it. There's not one police officer in sight doing anything. No masks are required. We're there. We're getting ready to open. Nobody cares about anything. You got to make sure Papa Cuomo doesn't find out and get down there. Yeah. I, I hope not. Uh, look at Florida, too. I think Florida right. just started reclosing some of the places that just opened as Did well. They really? Yeah. Did you see, though, like Cuomo has made a couple of tweets regarding people not behaving? One, he retweeted like a picture of a crowd where there were too many people gathering and not social distancing and not wearing masks. Said, don't make me come down there. <laughs> no. That's why I'm well, calling him Papa Cuomo. He's like New York's dad. That's not a meme? Literally. No, it, it's like it's he, tweeted, by now. he tweeted, don't make me come down there, and a picture of all the people. And then the best was, I think it was yesterday, he did a mask demonstration where he was he showing put you his, how to put on a mask. Yeah, where he showed you put a mask <laughs> and basically ridiculing anybody that didn't know how to do it. So he put it all the way on and he goes, This is a face mask. And then he pulls it down, puts it around his chin, said, This is a chin guard. <laughs> and he goes, Nobody told you to wear a chin guard. <laughs> the guy's funny. You got to give him a lot of credit. He is that funny. He's kind of funny. Uh, and I know everyone's sick of talking about pandemic. Everyone's sick of talking about COVID. We're working on getting things open. I've got an assortment of emails from my prior or current job, really, right? Asking everybody to come back. Just, I just walked into Smokehouse right now, and the people would be delighted to hear how many precautionary elements you've just installed into this place. Yes. I see hand sanitizers. Everywhere. They're branded. They say Smokehouse all over them. But why why is that? Because Gary V says... Gary V says branding's number one. Branding, I think, is number one. We could probably talk to McLovin about that in a little bit as well. (laughs) Sorry, Josh. I'm just going to refer to you as McLovin. Always. But we don't want to talk anymore about coronavirus. No, oh, I think we're over. I think we're over we're, that. I'm, we're, oh, past we're that. over it. Two episodes full talking about all that <laughs> stuff. I don't want to hear about this COVID nineteen anymore. So Done. now, then, how are we getting the business back? Right? What do we have to do? Instill new marketing techniques? Do we have to go twice as hard on the Instagram and the Facebook? And that's one way. But also think about like seasonality and way to incorporate things that are gonna be around into your menus. You know what I mean? I'm I'm kind of looking at what are the new marketing techniques that we don't even realize are there yet. Okay, we've been doing, I don't know if we're, if we're skipping a whole trend or not. I know that the social media marketing came up real fast and hot and like people were using Instagram and sponsoring ads on Instagram and sponsoring ads on Twitter and even TikTok's got some sponsored ads in there now. Um, but I think coming in, we're going to start looking. I have this weird, maybe it's a hot take or whatever, <laughs> but I think we're going to go backwards in marketing. And like the guerrilla style of marketing, like remember back in the day when someone was trying to promote a club night or a bar night or whatever, mm-hmm. and you'd come out of your class and there's like a million flyers posted all over everybody's windshield. Yeah. And everybody knew that guy it was usually the same guy. 
Who's got all the flyers? Who's got all the flyers? <laughs> and it was like always on. You always knew where it was going. I feel like that style, like guerrilla marketing, might be a little bit on its way back. I got to say too that it works. Uh, I, I'm sure maybe I've said this story before, but Wednesday night Black Bear, we started doing uh, what was it? Dollar beers or something? Do you remember this? Josh? Yeah, no. We used to do uh, dollar beer mugs and uh, two for one beers, and you were the king of the guerrilla marketing. So we like we printed up flyers. We went straight to WCC, that's Westchester Community College here. We tagged every single car in that parking lot with <laughs> flyers for Wednesday night. Now, we were just a little bit too late in doing it. We did it the day before. We didn't really have a turnout that week. The next week, the place was busier than it ever was but for yes. dollar beers. Yeah, no, I, I, I remember those days. Um, there was a point where your Wednesdays were growing and what you were selling was catching up to a couple of other nights. Mind you, you were selling dollar beers on that night. So it was actually, it was, it was crazy once you had the build behind it. And the funniest thing, too, is some of the other bartenders would come in. They go, how are you making money on dollar beer? <laughs> and I go, we're in a bar. You think somebody's tipping me 25 cents? You know, this we're getting true. a dollar on a dollar. That's 100% right there. I'll take that, right? 100%. <laughs> and that became the loss leader, and they made their money on the shots at the end of the day, which yeah. made everything up. But guerrilla marketing is fantastic. But the thing is, you have to have somebody that's willing to be out there and hit the floor running. You got to actually do it. Totally. I think a lot of it is going to be hidden inside of social media, too. In which sense do you mean hidden? So I think it's become apparent when we're getting hit with an ad on social media, right? Sure. Almost to the point where you just keep scrolling, kind of scroll it. You see the sponsored thing on the top. If it's someone you follow who's throwing a sponsored post up, you can almost always tell it's off brand or off their normal posts because you'll know when it's a real post and all of a sudden it's a sponsored one and it just has that feeling i'm starting to see a little bit and you know you know a little self-loving here but starting to use a little bit where people are i did not mean that on purpose (laughs) (laughs) giving myself myself loving um people are starting to quietly use influencers to get I don't want to say influencers using local people maybe not that have hundreds of thousands of followers just someone that might be known in the local market maybe has like 2,000 followers but a high engagement within the community Mm -hmm. and saying like dude why don't you come by I'll get you a drink or I'll get you whatever make a few posts here and there and then you know just come hang out or whatever and then that happens I kind of seeing that happen a little bit and I'm putting my feelers out and kind of using that. And that's like a new guerrilla guerrilla tactic, right? Because you're getting real people that you're actually going to talk to, Mm. have them come in, you have an actual conversation. And I'm not, I'm not talking about bloggers either. I'm talking about just Just normal people. Just normal people. They just happen to have a, um, that they're just, I don't want to say popular for lack of better words, but But they have have a following. They have have a little bit of a following. And um, again, to build on what you said, that's, that's kind of like the newer age of kind of like the um, sort of guerrilla advertisement via social media. Right. For sure. You know, another another thing that you do too, Just, that I don't want to say it was ahead of the curve because it was something that existed that faded after a while. We talked to Ryan Vandal before on one of the episodes, and he was saying he was like 15 with a wrapped truck. He wrapped <laughs> his truck at 15 yeah. as he was running around DJing, you know, through the community. And at that point, wrap trucks were everything to the point where eventually it was like, you don't see as many wrapped cars, wrapped trucks anymore. And then a couple months ago, Just goes, yo, I bought a truck. I'm wrapping it. <laughs> and now that thing is a billboard right outside the, the space at the end of the day. For sure. And I actually just drive it around aimlessly sometimes <laughs> just so people will see it. You should. You it's can, not aimlessly. Uh, it's not, advertising. No, I mean with no purpose. No, I understand. Like I'm just, hey, Mike, I'm going to go drive the truck around. Take a few, take a few laps. Take a few laps. <laughs> it would actually be great too if your delivery guy was on the insurance and he had a clean dirt no, driving are. record. Of course, my, I covered my tracks on that. Yeah. Is he? Are they delivering in that truck? Of course. When we tell them to, some of them get don't really want. It's bigger. Scared of last well, few times know. I've gotten delivery, it's been in the truck. Yeah. I'm gonna start but why not? It can't go on high. It can't go on parkways, which is you know a downfall. Yeah, com- uh, commercial. Yeah, commercial so to, vehicle. Yeah. So to make it a. Uh, some of the local deliveries that we shoot up and down, it makes it a little harder. But if anywhere that, like right around here, we take the truck. Yeah, for sure. It, it's essentially a billboard. Yeah. You know? I'll say that right before we came in here, you know, you want to touch on the guerrilla warfare tactics here. 
uh, right before we came in here, I got a message from a taco spot in Scarsdale. And I had to approve the message request because it's not somebody that I'm following, not somebody that's related by friends with me either. But I opened it, and of course, the first thing it says is, Hi, Justin, comma. <laughs> so I know that it's the automation of hi, insert the first name that yeah. Instagram says. Uh, like if you got it to your Smokehouse account, it might say, Hi, hi Smokehouse, or <laughs> yeah. whatever the first yeah. name is. Sailgate. And those things, though, I, I'm wondering how many people realize that that's something that's automated versus how many people respond to it not knowing that these are automated tactics that are being used. I feel like most people catch that nowadays. You would think. You're also savvy. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I mean, to be honest, like a, a lot of people pick up, to, to build on what you were saying before, Justin, uh, a lot of people pick up on, on the phony ads. And if you're scrolling and you just see it naturally pop up through a friend's Instagram, let's say a product, a drink, food, whatever it may be, you're going to be more inclined, I feel, to go ahead and look into the product versus if you see sponsored content where it's like, okay, these are all facing this way and it's a little too neat. Yeah. So that's where I think the disconnect is. I, I, I do think people pick up on that to a degree. What I, I was gonna say I agree with what you're saying like if your friend gets behind a product you're much more likely to give it a shot yourself rather than if you just saw it pop up you know yeah totally and you know you you talk about all these marketing techniques and things that they're using to automate the process to make the process easier and to save time also I'm big on automation I don't like doing work by hand manually I like setting something up investing my initial time and then afterwards letting it work for itself so I don't have to be there uh, years back, I got fired from a place. Uh, we don't have to talk about why, but regardless of that, I said, all right, how am I going to make money now in this moment while I'm trying to look for another job? And in that moment, I decided I was going to build an Instagram account, and I went from literally zero followers to a height of 24,000, 26,000 area. And it was a classified system that we put together where artists could sell their artwork. And they would send me a dollar and 39 cents every single time that they wanted to post their art as a classified. And I would take it, I would post it up. And next thing you know, you've got 300 artists through the month that are sending me money to post their stuff. And not only that, but guys were sending me emails saying, I'm so grateful this is here. I've actually sold pieces of my art this way. And they don't get the Etsy fee. They don't get any fees like that, which was really cool. But to build that, I used a lot of these automated systems that you know restaurants and guys that are in this industry should be looking at using, and those are finding your followers using these programs that exist online. Yeah, you maybe have to pay 50 bucks a month or whatever it is, but you're not out there doing it by hand, and you're putting in your own parameters. So are you finding followers that will engage, though, or are you just finding... Cause there's a lot of misleading stuff. Correct. I get I get a DM every day, at least one DM every day. You get thousands of followers just by doing this or whatever. But you know, those we've all people heard aren't going to like yeah, engage with your posts. And the we've all heard about ghost followers Correct. too, yeah. and all that stuff. Correct. The, so, the most important thing is engagement, not so much followers. Agree, and I'm very with you on that. And I will say that a portion of the art for sale followers on the account that I built there, it, this account no longer exists. Uh, were ghost followers because Instagram put in some new parameters and it eliminated fake accounts and my accounts dropped heavily. And I said, oh, those were all the fake ones that got picked up through doing what we were doing. But what you're speaking on is literally just buying followers where you could say, here's 50 bucks, they're going to give you 5,000 followers or whatever it is and they'll just pour in throughout the month. What I was doing was I built a system that would automatically open up and click for me on Instagram's website and find people that were using hashtags of artist, yeah. uh, paint for sale, things like this that would apply to finding artists. Then I needed to find the buyer community also. So I had to target different hashtags that would find buyers. That way I could actually get people selling their stuff, right? So you had a higher chance of engagement based totally. on picking up on interests. Completely. And I think that you can apply the same technique here in this guerrilla warfare that we need to be doing to find new clientele and customers into our bars by searching not hashtags because that's going to be a nationwide search, but more so searching location-based tags. Location is huge. It's totally huge because your followers here are built in now. If you tag the place across the street that already has big following, just go follow all their people. It's essentially knocking on their door and saying, hey, I'm the guy across the street to the place you just were. Yeah. Why don't you give my food a shot? I, I find it's the, piggybacking. I find the best thing that works is sometimes I'll take half an hour, you know, whatever it is, pull up the account, take a hashtag, New Rochelle, hashtag Mamaronic or 
you know, or maybe a nickname, hashtag Soundshore, you know, whatever it might be. All the people that are using yeah, those not follow because I, I don't, I don't selfishly, I don't like all these people on my feed because you follow all these people, and, <laughs> and then, then it's like diluting, and then what it's you diluting what I want to see, yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of want to follow. Need- you know specifics within the industry and I, I don't need to know about everybody's you know second year their kid's <laughs> second birthday party and everything like that not, i mean it's sense. good no, but fair. i don't need to follow it that's fair, but what yeah, i'll yeah. what i'll do is at least like every single picture that shows up i see you know and then they see smokehouse like the why smokehouse okay they click and then they can either follow or not or i might comment on the picture yeah right because then you then they see it that way the I think fo- adding that comment guarantees you a little bit of engagement. Especially yeah, they're at least gonna they're at least gonna look at the profile. Absolutely. If you com- if you comment on somebody's picture, they're at least gonna like, what's well, comment? Look at the profile. Yeah. Or even at minimum, just give you that really friendly, okay, smokehouse tailgate grill said this. Okay, I'm at least gonna give them a like. Give them so a like or something yeah. like that. That helps out the algorithm, but that's always a curious thing Algorithms. about about this hive mind that is like, you know, like social media that is like Google and everything. The algorithm is constantly changing. So I remember Jay, uh, when you were starting a couple of social media platforms, Jay, when you were talking, when you were starting a couple of social media platforms, the um, Good. the thing. What do you? The phones are ringing because we're in a goddamn restaurant. What do you want? You got no owner. This is, this is real life. This is real life. Yeah. This is no real life. His mind is angry about the phones ringing right this now. This is guerrilla radio. Yeah, this right is guerrilla radio right now. Not to uh, quote Rage Against the Machine, but this is exactly what we're doing. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember just you teaching me a couple of techniques that were all the way back from like 2016, 2017 about you follow a bunch of people, like a bunch of their photos, you unfollow, and then that's how the algorithm pushes you up. Now it's completely changed. So it's kind of like it's kind of like a weird game that's that's being played in that. Okay, you're finding ways to exploit the algorithm, then the algorithm gets ahead of you, and there's it's a constant back and forth. So you really got to evolve with you know this kind of the social media platform. What? Oh, I thought you were happy there was a phone right <laughs> you, you st- It stopped ringing and you my. looked at me like, it's over. <laughs> it's over. I had my nose, sorry. Josh, you're 100% correct. And, and it's not only just Instagram. It's not just Facebook. It's Google, right? Google AdWords. These guys that actually do this as a business and get paid to do this and put websites to the top of the rank. These guys are always having to operate and evolve what they're doing because Google keeps changing the algorithm so people can't just cheat the system and get ahead. And I think it's right to be able to do that because you don't want anybody really just gaming something to be at the top for no reason or an unwarranted reason at that point. And that leads me to something that you do constantly that makes me want to punch you in the face every time I open up Facebook. (laughs) Josh understands this, and I don't even know if he does it on purpose or not. But he will comment on every single person in his feed's post to the point where they're aimless comments. There's no point of it whatsoever. Somebody asked, do they know where I can find anything? Underneath, he said, I don't. (laughs) But he knows that since we have all these friends in common with these people, his post is going to go straight to the top. And now when we talk to Josh in a little bit about business and, you know, using his own marketing techniques in this, you're going to know why he's crushing, you know, moving these things throughout the world, right? It's totally branding and it's marketing. Um, But, you know, that's one aspect of guerrilla marketing that guys could be using. Let's take it back to we did this in Black Bear. And we really changed Black Bear overnight. We used to get in fights with ownership over how to execute something. And me and Josh were a little bit of tech nerds to some extent. Yeah, still are, bro. And also, with that being said, did they die on you, Just? With that being said, we had all of the phone numbers that the Black Bear girls used to run around with and take phone numbers from people that were in the club. This is an old, like, 2000 Black Bear technique. Well, the girls would be hired. They'd run around with clipboards, and they would wind up saying, hey, you want a free happy hour? Put your name on this clipboard. I mean, we'll in that you. capacity, though, they that's exactly what they were no, doing. No, I, I understand. I understand. <laughs> so they've, they've now gotten, I think, like 6,000 phone numbers over all the years of people here in Black Bear, and we said, yo, let's take those phone numbers, let's put them into an Excel sheet, and let's automate the texting for these happy hours to go out. That way we don't have to sit there for hours on end and actually manually call these people and say, hey, do you want a free happy hour? Instead, whoever shows up, shows up. 
So all of a sudden, the first night that we did that, there was a line out the door. We were definitely past max capacity. <laughs> I, um, if I'm correct, was that a? It was a Friday night. It was either a Friday yeah. or a Thursday. And I remember you fronted your own money on this because ownership was so against it, which I still to this day couldn't understand because that's just something that you could. Uh, it's it's cutting out the labor. You know, once you automate something, it's just going to make everything that much more streamlined, you yeah. know? And I had to remember, I, I think you put in like a couple bucks, I don't know, 20, 50 bucks towards that. Maybe more? I don't know. Uh, anyway, and I remember that night, we were slammed. And we were busier earlier on, and that in turn carried us through the night. Because mm-hmm. the funny thing about uh, that establishment that we used to work at was that we used to make probably about 80% of our total take between the hours of 11 p.m. and 3 a.m. at at minimum. And it, it's still nuts when I think about it, and especially when you consider numbers. What we were making in the kitchen was literal peanuts. I, I remember at one point or another, um, ownership was thinking of just cutting out the kitchen completely or just, the bar. Yeah, or just expanding um, the dining room to add more seats. And cutting back on the menu just because it wasn't making us any money. But legally, we had to have a kitchen. (laughs) So we couldn't really just cut out the kitchen by any means. Like, it it wasn't an option to do that. Um, But these are like, these are just things where, for example, somebody's set in one specific way and they don't want to take a gamble and try a different way that might actually put more money in their pockets where now we're going through this process where restaurants are going to be reinvented. Bars are certainly going to be reinvented. And now's the time, I think, to kind of experiment a little bit and try all these different variations or techniques that we could do to get more business in here or shift the way a party actually runs. I think a lot of it is just like realizing the importance of data. Because like what you guys said is you had these phone numbers that you're using for... uh free happy hours or whatnot, but then you ended up using them to just get more people in the bar. And that's exactly what companies use our data for anyway. Like Absolutely. Data is the biggest business in the world right now. So if you have the data, just figure out different ways to repurpose it, you know? Totally. S- speaking of data, I just like to say that because we're not really talking about data at all, but I wanted to transition to something. <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> Going back to some of the guerrilla tactics and marketing and going back on social social media, I've noticed, okay, you guys know what the giffies are, right? Like when you put your story on Instagram. A gif, and, yeah, yeah. No, no, the giffy. It's a gif. Yeah. It's giffy, right? No, it's a giffy. No, yes. Giffy. Yeah, no, I, 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 know, I know what you're speaking of. G-I-P-H-Y. Yes, yes. I'm very happy you said giffy, not jiffy. It's peanut butter. Because. It's jiffy. No, no. It's, it's really it's not, not though. It's, it's really not. not. Jiffy's peanut butter. How do you say Jiff peanut butter? Like how do you say that? Jiff. Okay, but that's with a that's with a J, right? Yeah. So then why is I don't know. To his credit, how do you say giraffe? Uh, all right, just giraffe. <laughs> giraffe. <laughs> you know? Giraffe. But it's you know, like not, not to get into semantics, but we understand that G I F GIF. GIF, All right. Yes. Jay, that you know what that stands for, right, guys? Graphics interchange format. Thank you. How do we spell graphics? It's not giraffics. <laughs> <laughs> and we've identified who the sociopath is. Here's your microphone. Continue. Anyway, the Giphy can be found on Snapchat stories, Instagram stories, etc. Basically, anywhere you can apply these yeah. tactics. When they first came out, it was very limited. Was it was kind of weird looking. You know, it, it wasn't really, streamlined at all. It wasn't streamlined. Yeah. You didn't never really made sense with what you wanted to. You almost had to like search for something that was anywhere close to the relevant whatever was going on in the story, just to have something yeah. fun moving around. I'm not even sure what the actual purpose of it other other than just something moving on yeah. screen. I don't know if you can search a giphy or whatever, or if that pushes up some trends or something like that. I don't know. Uh, but I have noticed in the last month or two. Like I said, when I first started, it was weird, and then it got into branding. Some of the bigger brands had mm-hmm. these giffies. Like you would look up a Margaritaville, and they had a bunch for Margaritaville. Yeah, you know, McDonald's, whatever. The big brands had them. Can I just pause it real quick before you continue into it? There's some owners that might be listening to this that are in their 50s, they're 45, and, completely lost. and they're just like, what are you idiots <laughs> are talking about? I would never market using any of this shit. But, but <laughs> Im- to. important to know is, yes, you're not paying attention to it. You don't care about it, but your youthful customer is, yeah. and that's going to bring more people in the door that you don't have. Continue, Jeff. Right. Sorry. So within the last month to two months, 
I've noticed a lot more smaller brands are showing up in the Giphy profile yeah. and using them on their stories. So you'll see a local ice cream company, uh, well, you know, Bona Bona, for example, yeah. Nikki and Scotty, they put up their story and you see Nikki like holding a scoop of ice cream on the thing, like going on like that. So they have it. Um, I'm drawing a blank on anywhere else that I've seen it, but I know I've seen local guys using it. I was like, oh, I know that guy. He's got a he's got a he's got a little giffy thing, you know, whatever. That's how you know you really make it is yeah. when there's a giffy. You get a giffy, you're for real. <laughs> That's it. That's it. So So you got one yet? I'm working on it. We're working like, on no it. No joke. I'm I will have a giffy because I don't like that other people have it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I need to have this. I need to figure it out. But I'm not sure what it's worth is. Like we were talking about branding before knowing knowing like your brand and stuff like that. Does it make sense to put money into this Giphy program that when you make a post or story, you can throw your brand behind it in a Giphy instead of using something else, you know, to kind of push it? And do, are people going to recognize that? So the funny thing about that, so quick tangent before I get into it. So uh, a, a buddy of mine that bought into like a tequila company, I had um, I had per- I had gotten a lot of bottles off of him. And he had told me, oh, hey, listen, if you're going to go ahead and promote, just go ahead and just look on look on the gifts or the or, or, or the giffies, and you'll see all of our stuff. Just throw it on there, and just throw it on there. Yeah. And he had said also that he had done a lot of the work with trying to get that launched. And I don't know exactly how he did it, but like it worked. And once they saw it following like a couple of hashtags and a couple other people, they had used it. Like and and it's kind of like the um, how can I put it? I guess if this is a culture meme culture, how people will go ahead and like all right, perfect example like like SpongeBob. It's a stupid kids cartoon, but like, <laughs> everyone knows the but SpongeBob the, but memes. But the first four seasons, if you were to go back and watch them, not saying that I have, but I've had a lot of free time on my hands. It's okay. <laughs> and I, I watch SpongeBob. I'm almost thirty years old. I watch SpongeBob. If you want to unfollow me, that's fine. Now, version <laughs> alert. <laughs> Now, with that being said, it's it, it's like it, it beckons the question just like, OK, now you have instant like people like recognize this no matter what. Yeah. Is there a dollar amount to that? And if so, how much can you monetize off of it? What can you make? And honestly, what, what, what was that? What was that show that everyone was going crazy about at the start of quarantine? I didn't watch an episode. It's about the Tiger, the Tiger King. King. There we go. You see, I didn't even I didn't need even to watch say it. it. But, I knew. <laughs> and, but I know the memes. Yep. Yep. And I guarantee you when these companies are putting together these packages of like, okay, this show is about to hit. What really funny parts can we push that are going to become a meme? So their internet, Reddit, Facebook, Instagram, whatever site is just going to take it and just go crazy for it. Or, for example, TikTok. You guys just started TikTok too, right? Yep, absolutely. Because there's so many eyes on it. You got you got it. We you do be stupid there. stuff on TikTok too. It's not brand relevant at all. Like I'm literally doing a dance on one of them. I don't even know how to dance. <laughs> but we don't sell sex, right? Not that kind of dance. <laughs> it's not that kind of dance. But it's just one of those things. You, you, but you, you mentioned there's like a Carol Baskin song on TikTok that yeah, went there viral. Is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And that went viral. And I'm sure that when they looked at things, okay, did they set that song up? Or is that just an influencer who just thought, hey, you know what's really in right now? Carol Baskin. Right. Fucking Baskin. <laughs> I, think, I think the real importance of those giffies or anything to that matter is brand continuity. Absolutely. Throughout. Right. So if you hit hit them up with you go through those hashtags and you you're hitting up all these things and you're getting everybody and they get to search you, they don't get. I'm not using a foreign GIF or Giphy on my stuff where it confuses I'm using, the I'm brand. Using I'm using mine. So all you get is reinforces line, the line, brand. Line, line. Yeah. And to go back to even some more guerrilla tactics, I've noticed in the last month since people start walking back out and are around the town again, mm. I've given out. Which is weird because I thought touch points was going to be a not non go kind of thing. Like yeah. no one want to want to touch it. Of course, it. yeah. Although I guess this is just one touch point, so it's not being shared. We've given out more hard menus mm. to people walking by in the street oh. in the last month than probably the last year. There's been more people just kind of grab a menu. Uh, I haven't seen this place before. Probably because the windows open and we're more apparent on the street, just the way we were setting up. I haven't yeah. seen this place. Can I get a menu to take with you? I've given out more of those in the last month. Then in the last year, for sure, in that way, right? And I think when they go back and they search and they come back around and they, or if they search online, they see those things, you get that brand continuity and you have like a solid brand all around. It's all just those points where you search. So as long as you're covered on every little thing, then 
you know, makes sense. One of the main bar rules, too, are that crowds bring crowds. So now where everybody's stuck waiting for their food out on the street, it's a spectacle for those passing by to say, oh, that place actually has a lot of people out there. Should I be checking that out? I've never seen it before. I never stopped there before. Right. But now, look, everyone else is doing it. I should also jump off the bridge. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and that's really a rule, too. We, at our bars... I was the first one off the bridge, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you a, were. It's a side story if you want to get into it. But he did it before. Story. It was cool, guys. Right. Yeah, but it, I mean, it's true in the bar that you know we, we use things like buybacks to keep people in their seat a little bit longer because real estate really matters. And you don't ever want to have empty real estate. It's ugly at the end of the day. And psychologically, when somebody passing by and they see all these empty seats, they're like, eh, the party's not here. I should go somewhere else. No one wants to be the first guy in the restaurant. Oh, absolutely. No, <laughs> nobody, nobody wants to be like the first yeah. person in the bar because that's when you reflect like, man, I shouldn't be here. I know it's 11 a.m. <laughs> it's but early. I should not be here. I mean, yeah, you I'll always, cut some limes, whatever. You always get that comment first, but. First one here, huh? Like something like that. Or? You just feel a little awkward. A little yeah. awkward. Yeah, that point is like, have a seat, please. <laughs> so let's introduce Josh. You know, a lot of people regionally over here and small regionally in this area of New York, Westchester, they know this guy, Josh, as McLovin. And it's actually kind of comical because he sort of does look like McLovin. <laughs> a little bit. Don't don't start it up. I I am a literal almost stunt double. It's it's ridiculous. By the way, take the vest off. You look like a ladder. Just just oh, like maybe now. maybe a little bit taller. But yeah. other than that, yeah, and, and a couple pounds. Thanks, thanks, thanks. Stupid virus that we won't name. So you got the quarantine fifteen, huh? Quarantine yeah, I, I, fifteen. I almost yeah. easily. I wanted to say McLovin. I'm not gonna say that. I'm gonna say. Josh. Speaking of putting on pounds, anybody need a sloop juice bomb before we get into it? We can do a sloop juice. I'll bomb. Take a juice bomb. I could also. That would be fantastic. Hold on, go go grab that, and I'll talk to Josh in the meantime. Uh, for those that don't know, Josh is really the guy regionally that came up out of a commercial bar restaurant, right? Let's yeah. it's called Spade Spades is how we all come up yeah. a lot of times too. And he came up in this bar as a bartender that wanted more and more and more. And then one day, this guy came knocking on the door, and what'd you say? You came knocking at the door at, at the bar we used to work at, and you said... I just froze awkwardly as I did, and <laughs> you guys kind of just hired me. Um, <laughs> funny back, I didn't actually say anything. I didn't actually say anything, but they were like, hey, do you want to you do stuff? Funny story about that, actually. I was just in a rut. Um, I was about 24 or so. I was working um, in corporate bars, restaurants. With nothing, nothing wrong with that at all, but I just felt as though... You know, I can I can do more. I can be better. Let me challenge myself. So I went to our local hotbed, White Plains, um, which has a, a strip, Maranek Avenue, which has in a thank you, which has in a um, thank you uh, about a block. How how many bars would we say about about a dozen bars or so? About easily, easily a dozen, easily a dozen. So I um, I had went up there every single day for a week. Begging for a job. You went to the same spot every day for I, a week? I went to the same spot at almost the exact same time. <laughs> I had went to, um, yeah. You know why he went back? He knows why you go back. Because you go, go back. back. You go back. You go back. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. Because <laughs> you go Shout back. Shout out to Paul. So I, I, I remember I remember this clear as day. So on the fifth day, and I was kind of running late for my Friday shift, which was not awesome, but whatever. I uh, On the last day, and I actually had an interview at a bar across the road that actually ended up shutting down. The one that was on the corner. Um, so it the uh, other barbecue place. Oh, the other guy. Oh, those guys. Those guys. <laughs> those guys. We don't talk about them. Um, but yeah, I had actually had an interview with them. It went awful. Um, and so I, this particular place where I had gotten hired, where uh, Jay and I had met. Um, I had walked in. It started snowing. I'm like, okay, this is a sign. It's either I need to get the hell out of here or this is going to happen. I, I I pull in and I see the exact same bartender um, who is now enjoying retirement over in Ireland. Shout out to Niall if you're probably not hearing this, but enjoying <laughs> retirement out in, out in Ireland. He you never know, but this is an international show. This is an international show. We got a listener in China. In China. Yeah. <laughs> we, have one, we got one guy. All right, now we're going to have another guy in Ireland. It's a slow roll. Um, yeah, and, and on the last day, again, he had saw me five days straight, and there was also one woman that was sitting at the bar. It turned out that that woman was the owner's wife. 
Um, and so she kind of vouched for me like this kid is coming in every single day, just pounding your door down. Uh, he's, and you go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, that reference is from the episode that we spoke to Paul of Pax Romana, and he told the story about how his mother told him if he wants something, you go back. You go back. So, and so, <laughs> and so, yeah, I had, I had gotten the job on that last day. It was a two-minute interview, and he had also cited, oh, by the way, I noticed that you worked at this other place that had a mechanical bull. He wanted to do it, pick my brain about how it worked. Um, and he also said that, you know, following your social media, I like what you're doing. You start on Sunday. I was like, all right, cool, no problem. And that's when I met Jay very awkwardly. <laughs> and uh, funny, funny story about that, um, he was training me with another buddy of ours, Diego, and I remember later on, we eventually became, I guess, friends or at least co-workers enough. It's like, yeah, here's my social media. We got to tag each other as our side work. Silly. Um, and I scroll back and lo and behold, Jay puts up a status. Working a night with my buddy Diego and this awkward kid. Hashtag not going to last. <laughs> <laughs> and then I outlasted him. So funny story. And this that's, awkward that's kid. That's awesome. That is funny. When you're like, when you're in that fast-paced type of bar environment, and it is its own beast of a business model, you see bartenders come in, and especially if they're guys and they're not there at the right time in the right spot, guys don't get invited back. The girls keep getting invited back. Yep. And what I told him specifically that night was, "Hey, kid," I was like, "Don't get your hopes up." <laughs> we. <laughs> You said don't get comfortable. <laughs> Literally, I remember that because I was grabbing a pint glass and as I was flipping it and I did some little bullshit flare, literally almost on cue, don't get comfortable, kid. Uh, and and it, it is really true, too, though, in a lot of senses. You know, I thought I was going to be fired and lose my job like a hundred times in this spot. You know, it's... It only happened three times? <laughs> it, it, but that's the type of environment that you're in where it's, you're having 5 a.m., 6 a.m. drinks with all the owners and you get into a, a verbal dispute. And next thing you know, it's don't come back tomorrow. And then you get a phone call the next morning. Are you showing up today for the shift? <laughs> and that's that. But, you know, Josh is somebody that was always very pay attention to detail and understand how things work and not just, hey, do what, do what I'm told. It was, why do we do it this way? Or why is it done in a specific manner? And he thrives in that environment, learning how to actually do something. Which, at the end of the day, what you want to do, essentially, down the road, is own a bar. And, you know, we spoke to Dano and James of The Blind Pig uh, a few months back, too. And they were essentially what you were at that point. A guy just stacking some money, getting ready to open up a place. You're working on concepts and ideas all the time. And you'll get there. And I think that the more people learn along the way and the more that they keep on saying why are things done, that shows the characteristics of somebody that's going to get there. Yeah, definitely a big shout out to uh, Dano and James because they are essentially doing what I would want to do and what a lot, a lot of us um, that just really want to strive for, you know, is to just go into business for yourself. You know, um, I remember I actually had a, a couple uh, drinks at their bar, the Blind Pig of Westchester in White Plains and uh, again it was it was a bit later getting close to last call territory and I just I remember I had tell I had told him like guys you know what like I'm really happy I'm really proud of you guys I hope to one day be there and I just remember uh, I remember James just looking at me he's like man just listen just 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 put your head down focus be be good about your financials and you're gonna get there and I remember that was just like a real nice kind of like vote of confidence you know what I mean but they're doing it they have a very unique concept that's um, very forward thinking and just very new here. And on social media, they've just been killing it as far as their service, their cocktail program. Those guys are, are really doing it up. They're and really I, making a lot and, of noise over there. Reiterate why that's different than what we're seeing. So in Westchester. That's episode seven, by the way, if anybody wants to go back. If you want to go back and check episode it out. Episode seven. Yeah. I just looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> so. Um, Reiterate well, why that's why the blind pig is important for us. So, so for the, for those that don't know, with the area, um, there are a lot of uh, cookie cutter sort of establishments, and just people are sticking to like what's what's safe. And I understand that consider- by cookie cutter, he meant safe. Yeah. A lot of people are sticking to kind of what's I mean, he safe. just explained that. <laughs> he did. He, <laughs> he just, just said that. 
everybody everybody stick it to what's safe and what works and i completely understand that considering that you're forwarding all this money and the overhead around here is insane so i i get why businesses choose to just appeal to the biggest audience possible but as anything evolves, oftentimes there's going to be a certain level of a, of, a, of stagnation that kind of gets settled in. So, for example, like and, and White Plains is kind of, I feel, maybe, it's maybe arguable, it's kind of going through a little bit of a renaissance. And that you have a, a bunch of newer places that are trying to push what restaurants are forward. Pax Romano, they're making fresh pasta. They're, 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 they were doing uh, pasta classes, were it? Yeah, were yeah and I, I think this happens in... Almost every town, though, because we're on that the was verge. episode ten. <laughs> I, I listened to it on the car over here. We're on the verge, though, of restaurants and bars doing different things than what they were always used to. You have all the younger generation coming in and opening new establishments with new, fresh ideas, and they understand what their peers want and desire. So, it's not just White Plains; it's anywhere in the corners of the U.S. or all around the world that new types of environments are starting to pop up and people are going, oh my God, this is refreshing. Oh, it's new. Oh, they're doing things with quality. I want to be there, you know? That being said... What's that? That was the sound of me putting down one of these... So uh, McLovin brought us these fancy little treats. It's a party gift. It is a party gift. (laughs) Why don't you tell us what we got? We got five little bottles of something. Yeah, so it's uh, 12 ounces of goodness. They are... (laughs) Craft fro- frozen sort of like mocktail slushies, oh, awesome. um, and they got this cool little sticker on them. Branding, yeah. Shout out to uh, Instagram, the Black Bob Ross. That's a, a buddy of mine. Well, <laughs> yeah, great name by the way. Awesome name. Um, he has a YouTube channel where he's essentially kind of uh, just kind of showing how to paint like a whole process. Does he have an afro? He does not, but I believe he's working on it. Uh, considering circumstances, I haven't seen him in about three months, so, okay, so I wouldn't now. be surprised if maybe he has now. one yeah, now. Yeah. He, um, so he did our logo just completely on a whim. I didn't even reach out to him. I had spoken to him here and there, maybe tagging him in a meme or just you know just catching up with a buddy. Did he try the product and then show you the logo? No, Bob, he, Bob Ross actually his afro is he's a prolific point. afro. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean that that was that was the time that was like guys having undercuts in 2015 or yeah. me still having a mohawk for some reason but uh yeah no he just he just sent me this graphic and i i, I loved it like he just he just did it i, I got time yeah. here you go hope you like it and that has been like if, if there's one thing that i can definitely say like a before and after there's a huge there's a huge difference on it's definitely the branding and 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 i've never been the type to ever really buy into a brand i've always been more of a um substance versus a style kind of guy um, but with that and, you know, like through what you learn, just through kind of like attempting to build a social media site, um, I realize that branding is, is very important, Absolutely. you know. So where did the where did the idea for these bad boys come from? Because you've played with a lot of different side projects and the, and the Instagram kind of followed that. Like every once in a while, there's a new there's an, uh, there's a new Instagram that that Josh is uh, that Josh is running. One of my favorites was the bar banter one. Oh boy! Yeah, that was. I, I'm not aware of these. I only well, knew. You before. never saw the bar banter one? No. Oh, that was good. That was good. That was good. <laughs> before though, like be- before we talk about these these nutties, like we we gotta go deep into what these are and how they come about. Well, that's what the I mean. Like, where's the idea? Like what? Where were you just like you were sitting there and you're like oh, I'm gonna we're make all fucked. Nutties. We're bartenders. We're fucked right now. <laughs> Nobody's coming back in our bars for some time. Everything's got to change. Unemployment money is going to run out. And what do you do at that point? Yeah, this this is one of those things that where this idea and again I will never say that this was a unique idea. This was birthed deep in the lore of New York City, which is a uh, which is a really really funny place. Um, and so what, what's synonymous with kind of uh, New York City culture in a way is uh, these kind of to-go beverages called nutcrackers or for short nutties. Shout out to Dominicans everywhere that birthed this in 94. The one time that I, that I guess I'll gladly give a shout out to Orchard Beach in the Heights. This, um, is, this is like a thing of the summer. This is synonymous with summertime. Yeah, th- this is synonymous with uh, New York City summertime. If you were to search, let's say on YouTube, um, who's the guy that makes drinks? Uh, Tipsy Bartender. Yeah. I hate <laughs> that guy, but again, I agree. It's, it's, I'm, I'm just I'll, uh, listen. It, 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 it's <laughs> it's follow. a it's a guy that just has the platform, uh, built it, and that's when like YouTube and like you know props was to really platform and building, yeah, yeah, and building, and so it content. Would be, 
content and algorithms and smashing the like button. (laughs) That's my line. This will be the last time you're on the show. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I'm in and I'm out. And so uh, that idea was birthed from that. Um, And so given the current state of the world, uh, just these kind of to-go mocktails frozen just in time for the summer, it 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 really took off in just ways to keep that I was people refreshed and at home. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I like it. I gotta say that the packaging is perfect for it too, because it reminds me of quarter waters. <laughs> and that's <laughs> back in the day. That's the other thing. Yeah, yes. it's yeah. a little bit of nostalgia. As I, soon as I saw it, I was like, "Oh, quarter waters, <laughs> nice." And that's another reason why I wanted to go with the, with, with the container like that because. Yeah. It's just one of the things that harkens back to like you know fonder memories, yep. and if you're and and the weird thing is they say that with this generation, like we eat up nostalgia like nothing. That's why they've remade Spider-Man twenty times. <laughs> they they have Ninja Turtles back, and they're rehashing all these things because they could literally sell us the exact same thing. And people just eat it up, and we just kind of eat it up. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm a liar if I say that I haven't bought the same version of Legend of Zelda over the past five years. Whatever, it's my money. Well, I'll do it. I do it. I do it to share with my kids now. And that's another thing, too, you know, right? Because it hits. That's probably the thinking behind it, too. Because, like, my generation, what did you guys have? Yeah. Just like you said, Ninja Turtles, Quarter Waters. Thundercats. I'm not sharing these Quarter Waters. But, but, you know, Don't get them confused with, with Deacon's Quarter Water right? because he's going to be out. Yeah. But then I'm like. Okay, Ninja Turtles, and I can say to my kids, I watched Ninja Turtles when I was a kid. Let's watch this together. So you get that recycle. Plus, most of today's stuff is trash anyway. So yeah, let, let's be honest. Like, like the the new wave animation of stuff. Yeah. Like, not to sound like the old fart that says like, man, things were a lot. <laughs> the nineties were the but. greatest decade ever. I don't care what anybody says. <laughs> all the all the way around, all the way around. On the whole, I wouldn't say necessarily for music because I can't stand like nineties pop. I'm gonna say it. It's fine. I I, I can't. I don't think I'm anybody's not an gonna advocate argue. for yeah. 90s pop. Nobody's going to argue with that. Especially nobody at this table. It was very confused looks, guys, by the way. I didn't know if I was going to get jumped on or if it was like, all right, that's your opinion. Whatever. Not inviting you back anyway. Except for NSYNC. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. In sync, I'm gonna. I got rocked in sync, dude. <laughs> JT's the man. Okay, yeah, all right. You struck on. me as a Backstreet Boys right. kind of guy. No, 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 definitely not. Sync all the way. <laughs> in in this marketing, and uh, you know what? We should probably throw one of these stamps into the show cover just so it could be seen. Uh, in this marketing, what he's done with the, what we call these quarter waters, what it is, somebody out west is going to be like, yo, did you hear how this guy just said water? <laughs> I, I caught that. Uh, that on top of the sloop juice bomb. Fantastic. Uh, what he did with these, the marketing, though, on this thing was just creating a logo for the McNutties, as he calls them. And that logo... It's always the most simple, plain things that stand out the yeah. most. Look at the yeah. Smokehouse logo. I, that's exactly what we did was we just said, let's just simplify it and we'll make it so everyone sees that and they know what it is everywhere. Actually, I remember going through like 30 different versions with different pictures. Like, we're going to use a pig. We can do this and that. And then last I was like, I'll just draw SH real quick. <laughs> we just need two letters and a line. That's it. <laughs> Done. And, and that really stands out at the end of the day. So this logo that he's using is an illustration of his big head. Um, and it literally just looks, if you saw it and you didn't know what it was, you'd be like, oh, somebody put McLovin on the front of this drink and that's it. That's it. That's and it. That's it. I scrolled through social media over the weekend. We had a beautiful weekend here in New York and I certainly saw you just kept these seeing come up, McNutties pop up in beautiful photos, and yeah. they weren't even from you. They were from people that I don't even know that you know that I know. Yo, f- I don't even know how I know them. They were freaking everywhere. Agree. <laughs> because I even told I told Josh the yeah. other day when I was talking to him, before I even knew that he was doing it, like before I even caught it on his Instagram, I saw them pop up on other people's Instagram, and I knew it was his because I saw the because <laughs> you saw, saw the face. <laughs> There's I, no denying I the saw, ugly face. I saw the face, and I was like, I know exactly who that is. I don't even have to think. About I know it. that guy. <laughs> I, like, I know that guy. <laughs> that, that's what's so awesome about him because it's a nice product. You know, it's good, and it's like. It's flashy. People see it, they remember it, and they just know what to look for. Actually, your Instagram might have been the first place I saw. Yeah. yeah. As, Actually, soon as, I, yeah. as soon as I saw they're available, I was like, Josh, I need this. Circle. And, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, just circle that back to to. I know you're not asking people to take photos of this and tag you in it and put your name in it, but I know you're appreciative of such. But take any restaurant, for example, that is looking for reviews to come in of the restaurant. 
it's as simple as having your server maybe walk over to the table and saying, hey guys, do you enjoy your time today? If you have a second later, feel free to check out Yelp or you know whatever you're reviewing on to help us out as a place to fortify the fact that we're doing things right here. And that's all you need to do is ask somebody to simply do something as maybe a favor to the business and they'll go, I get what you're okay. saying, but I mean, it feels a little sleazy to ask for it. You, you know? can't be too prideful yeah. for no, you can't. Yeah. No, I, I, no, I, it, I, it's a little sleazy if you have to ask I, for it. It's not real. You know, yeah. it's not yeah. real if you have to ask yeah. for it. And that goes back to what we were talking about with the guerrilla marketing. You know, somebody random, like we were talking about, not a sponsored influencer or a sponsored read. If someone random just throws your product up on their, yeah. on their Instagram, you know, they actually enjoyed it. Exactly. Cause I'm not going to share anything on my page. <laughs> As you don't really care about yeah, unless absolutely. I'm saying it's garbage. You got you right? to like, believe in it. You don't want to lead people down like, Oh, Hey, by the way, go to this person. And then it's a, it's, yeah, it's like I never go to a restaurant, take a picture of a meal, and post it if I hated the meal. Yeah, because I'm like I don't even unless you did hate the meal and you want to tell but me, but I about say it. it. Yeah. I, like <laughs> this was straight trash, like whatever. I understand what you're saying completely. I understand the oh, it feels fraudulent, but some people need the extra push. No, I get at that. the I end of that. the day, any single corporate restaurant that you've ever worked at would go, "Hey, we're doing a competition this week. How many people could get blah 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 reviews coming in?" Well, so and it's the moment, different if you phrase it like a competition, though. If yeah. you tell people like they yeah, have it's something irrelevant to eat a competition. Out of it. No, 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 the person eating has. Has nothing to gain. They're going to go on with their lives. No, but I'm saying the if you give people like an less. incentive to post or to make a review or something like that, then that's different. Other than you saying, "Hey, if you like your meal, go post something about us." You know what I mean? Well, you're giving people post, a reason just, to do it. Hey, drop a review. Tell people how you feel if you feel. If you don't want to do it, you don't do it. And most people don't, but you get many more people that do that would not have otherwise. Well, the the biggest thing that I've realized since I had um, I had started this sort of uh, since I had launched this product is that I've realized just through social media, people just want to naturally be helpful. Mm -hmm. So I found that a lot of people just go ahead, will tag the page, I'll reshare the page, and like you know, just I, I always try and just have a little bit of a genuine conversation with them. Aside from hey, Justin, comma, I heard you, blah, 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 like, you know, one of the automated messages. It's like, hey, I heard you just bought one of my nutties. Yeah. Would you take a picture of it? Yeah, would you take a picture of it and be entered and we give away $1,000 in nutcrackers every single, no, 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 no. That's, That's not what I was implying. <laughs> no, no, I understand that, but it's just one of those things that, like, you know, the biggest thing is you just got to come off as a person. Yeah. And I use that kind of, like, what I've learned from my uh, eight years behind the bar is just to honestly, people just want to know that you're genuine. And if somebody goes ahead and they ask you about, let's say something, a weaker product that may be on your menu, there's ways that you can kind of say, hey, listen, maybe you may prefer this yeah. or that. Not saying that this is the wrong choice, but just but, be honest with them. But just be honest with them. And oftentimes I have a lot of people that just tell me straight up, I appreciate your honesty. Yeah. What would you get? What do you have here? And like with these nutcrackers, I always just try to have as much of a genuine conversation with my, with, I don't want to even call them clientele, because <laughs> you already know the, uh, Jay, you already know the They're culture. Yeah. You got to call them guests. Don't call them clientele. Don't call them customers. Also, well, Jay calls them clientele. I, I, Jay calls them Depending, depending on, on which mode would, he's I in. would think a lot of the people that are calling you, though, are your peers at the end of the day that are happy enough to go, hey, I want some of these. Can you send them my way, bro? Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, also also on the other end, I, I, I've met so many people just randomly. I was about to say, like, how many random requests do you get? I would, I would honestly say in a day, especially in the beginning because I'm just starting, so most of everybody's going to be random. That's true. But I'm lucky enough in that I've been uh, bartending in this county in various, in various towns for my entire eight-year stint. So I, I, I know a lot of people and I, I know a lot of the drinking crowd. Um, so with that being said, I can definitely say probably about, uh, probably about 40% of my clientele are people that I've never met before, but I'll, I will kind of go through their social media. Okay. Yeah. Who do you know? Maybe make sure they're cool first. <laughs> yeah. 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 In a way. So yeah. just to show how that works, I shared a picture of all the, of all these on the table. Yeah. Just newest picture back in the podcast, back in, back in the studio with the drinks. Yeah. I one of my friends just slid in my DMs. Where can I get one of those things? And I sent me. I sent him your profile. So there's guerrilla marketing working for and, you. And and, and, and that's, add to that forty percent right there. <laughs> I'm, I'm cutting him in under the table, guys. Right. So. <laughs> Funny. No, but it's just one of those things. And it's also kind of like the fear of missing out because if you see all of your buddies, all of your peers that have this new thing or all oh, place, oh man, there's a new place that is a brunch spot. 
okay, let's go. We got to go check out some. Yeah, over we're there. gonna go check it out. And then yeah. you, you're always gonna trust trust your buddy's uh, sort of judgment with things. For sure. Uh, go, but okay, this was a little much, or this or that. Then you're gonna go into it with like, okay, not the anxiety of going into a whole new place. Yeah, you're gonna go into it knowing what you're what you're gonna get. Kind of knowing that I'm gonna go for the steak and eggs. So how long did it take for this to take off? Are we calling it? Did it take? Are we saying it took off now? Uh, Do you yeah, want to say it's, that? It's it's definitely. I, if, I if, think so. If I if I could put a definition to it, as far as taking off, as far as I could like I could define it as simply as this. I would consider that it's kind of taking off when I'm reaching the point where I would need to have other people involved. Again, the workload has always been, you know, very manageable, especially considering that, it, you know, like I, we've all kind of been in this weird circumstance. So it's all been very manageable. And I've, you know, steadily reached a point where, like, I've been able to handle everything pretty coolly and calmly. But probably about like a month and a half ago You're was like, I need help. Yeah, was when I was reaching the point where it was like, man. This is this is nuts. So I, I deliver. Uh, so our, our delivery area, which is very <laughs> massive, <laughs> which is very, which is very ambitious, is within about a, a, a 15, 20 mile, 15, 20 mile radius. That's a, that's a wide. That's wide. That's so. So that's big. So luckily enough, on on our end, I guess if you could call this fortunately, there's been an incredible lack of traffic um, <laughs> for reasons, unfortunately, yeah. but. There's been an incredible lack of traffic. So there's been some days where I need I needed to go up towards White Plains. Then I need to go right back down to the Bronx off of Boston Post Road. Then I got to go to Yonkers by the waterfront. Now I got to go to Elmsford. And all those places don't have a direct sort of um, of like a highway. Yeah. So with that, I need to go all the way around the county and the borough to get to where I need to be at. But I would say probably about five or six weeks ago is when I was reaching that point where it was like, oh, man. I need some help. <laughs> How many stops let's, do you think you make in an average day? Let's like, just say he called me and he goes, thinking about buying a beater car. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I have been on Craigslist and, and I, I do this a lot. Like I'm, I, I started off, I started off and even now I'm, I'm a very avid car enthusiast and I'm almost always window shopping for something, you know? And I've reached that point where I, I could just use a little. Uh, and I actually polled people, and um, we decided on Nutbus versus Nutmobile. <laughs> and I think Nutbus is going to be better because it's there's fun. the other there's the, there's the bang one. What do they <laughs> do? The bang one. What do they do? It's not it's not fireworks. Whatever those guys. So I'm I'm hoping that through uh, people erroneously. Searching that, that hey, you know what? I can go ahead and get some people coming in. Yeah, or yeah. Well, I wanted something else, but I'm thirsty too. But whatever, I'm thirsty and I'm not even upset at this. I could definitely use a mocktail. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, where the fuck was I? He was asking you how many stops. How many stops? Um, in a day, and I remember my crazy, my craziest day was. Cinco de Mayo, and that's Makes also when, that's also when I reached out to a buddy of mine, and the, my, my buddy that I said had owned a, uh, or rather had bought into a tequila brand, and he added all those uh, giffies and gifs, or gifs, wow, gifs, <laughs> gifs, 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 it's gifs. Um, Is that just feeding into his point that you naturally said jiffy, though? Yeah. You know? I know, I want to smack him because I know that smirk. <laughs> I'll convert them all. <laughs> I'm all too familiar with the J smirk, or the J snarl. Um, with that being said, that that particular day, I had made probably about 32 individual stops. Jesus Christ. On a busy Saturday, yeah. I'll probably get 22 to 24. But, like, I have loyal clientele <laughs> that are that are in completely opposite parts of the world. Yeah. I have a lot of loyal clientele in White Plains, a lot of loyal people on Boston Post Road. There's a neighborhood in Yonkers. That I sell to, which is right off of uh, right off of Central. And the funny thing about that is, um, so that's an old regular of mine. Dropped off a couple to her. She gave it to her mother and her father and her uncle. That literally started it. And then now, anytime I go to that neighborhood, you would you think I was all those stops. you would think I was like the the fucking ice cream man. <laughs> I show up, and here's the thing: I'm not playing a really nice jingle. I'm normally playing like really technical Swedish death metal. <laughs> and the funny thing is that they show up. <laughs> Which, by the way, quick tangent, I found out that there is a black metal band that are all gays, that are all homosexuals. They all have names like neo, neo-Nazis need to die, all this other nonsense. What's the name of the band? They're, and this is the best part of it. The name of the band is Gaylord. <laughs> okay. And, and they're, they're huge in Europe. And if you're going to search them up. Huge in Europe. Yeah. yeah. 
Anyway, <laughs> if you couldn't tell, Josh is big on metal, and he's been big on metal. You could probably <laughs> see him at any metal. local concert that you attend. Yeah, I'm literally here wearing a Misfit shirt, uh, which is the best thing to come out of Jersey. Don't argue with me because Bruce Springsteen is terrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say it. That's but, it. That's all Jersey has for them. Those that's two, it. Those that's it. Clean. That's it. Right. <laughs> But yeah, with that being said, um, so funny story about that family. So funny enough, that family, I had, I had gotten all their phone numbers. I had went on one run to the Bronx and I was in Country Club and um, Pelham Bay, which is like right over the bridge. OK, I make one delivery run and I had like six stops in this delivery run. I went to one stop. OK, here's the money for everyone else. One of them's a birthday. But can you go here last? So I go there. Happy birthday. Drop off flyers. Here's this. Thank you very much. I go to the last stop. I recognize the stop. It's on a, it's on it's on it's on Crosby in the Bronx. I pull up and I'm like, I remember this block. I literally grew up on that block. My father's best friend grew up on that block. And the car enthusiast thing, my father and his best friend are also very avid car enthusiasts. The house that I had delivered to, all right, my father sold his Camaro to that person. Okay. <laughs> so you showed up at that house? So I showed up at that house. And it was funny. Like, I knocked on the door. Oh, yeah. Hey, such and such sent me. Here you go. Thank you very much. And she looks at me. And this is, my, this is actually my second time there. And I just said, you know what? Fuck it. And I was just like, I grew up actually here. I was playing with like the kids that like grew up on this on this neighborhood. I don't know if uh, if your neighbor by the name of this, the lady like looked like she wanted to hear. Oh my God! Wait, your your neighbor? Okay, his wife was this name. His his name is this. He has two kids. Blah blah blah. Yeah. So it turns out, unfortunately, it's kind of like a sad story, but. The um, the gentleman that purchased the Camaro off of my father, he passed away a year ago. Mm-hmm. He had he had a heart attack. So like this woman like hugged me. It was like, oh my god, I remember you. I know I never really remember your name, but it's just it's such a small world. Yeah. And it was just like one of those things that I was just like, wow, like I actually kind of feel like fulfilled. Like this is really nice. Called up my father like immediately got in the car. Was like, dad, what do you want? I'm driving. <laughs> dad, listen. He, and I told him the story. He goes, oh, yeah, that's such and such really sad story. He's like, oh, my God, I can't believe it. And so funny enough, I've actually texted that woman kind of like here and there, asked her about the car and everything. They're putting it together and like, you know, remembrance of him. Yeah. So it's just funny how like through just running like a little uh, a little I don't know what to call it, a silly delivery service, just running a small delivery service like that. I ended up running across this woman in this family like it, it's crazy that it's is a crazy. small world that's cool though yeah it's a really small world uh i think I, we're the lessons that we take out of this do we take the lessons out of this that you can grow exponentially if you go back and you have persistence and you keep showing up with a product that somebody wants and you, you do back. something a little bit different and you take control of situations where i mean you're thriving right now too because other places are closed, right? So let's add that into the fact you'll probably st- still thrive afterwards. You know, it's just a whole different world out here right now where if you're looking at where things are lacking and missing, you can fill in the cracks and really crush things, no? Yeah, it, it's just one of those things too, kind of like with identifying the market because, again, considering circumstances, I have always been the type that, I've always been the type that, like, you know, Jay, I, I work I work myself like to the bone, I'm, I'm I'm always putting in hours. Not to say that that like you know anybody else isn't, but like, yo, McLovin, you want to come throw the frisbee? <laughs> no, nah, man, I gotta do all these deliveries. I gotta run around. I gotta do this. I gotta do that. Okay, cool. Never mind. <laughs> Every time we say deliveries, and he said ice cream truck, I can't stop picturing <laughs> Shameless. We spoke about that. I can't I can't stop picturing Shameless and ice cream truck. It's just like driving Can, around. Continue though. Definitely one of the hardest working dudes I know. No, but yeah, with that being said, considering circumstances, I just thought immediately because, again, for for a lot of us to go ahead and get through New York State unemployment was literally one of, one of the biggest things. I, I put up a photo like at the ending of March, I called somewhere north of 700 times throughout a day to just attempt to get through to speak to somebody to speak to somebody. And yeah. that didn't work. So immediately I'm like, all right, listen, like I, I got to do something. So I was like, all right, let me take a shot in the dark. I started off ordering 200 containers um, of these 12 ounces. I went through that. I was expecting that was going to last me a while. And I guess through just through like social media, I, I went through the 200 within a week. Tripled the order, ordered 600, and then also introduced kind of like another product, which is a 32-ounce quart, a big boy. Um, that lasted me three weeks. And then now I'm, I'm going through... 
probably north of six or seven hundred of these containers within about uh, within about five days. <laughs> yeah, it's just that's it, impressive. It, so it, what, what's the what's the future? Where where is the next step? I don't know, Just What's the future? I got to uh, <laughs> I got to um, I don't know. I, I'm, that's I'm, supposed to be a, like I know we spoke about it already, but yeah. it was a leading question for you to know the answer, <laughs> yeah, know. not for me to know the answer. It's um, it's it's it's. It's when you reach like sort of a, a, a funny crossroads, you know, where when your hobby can potentially take over what you're doing professionally, what you're doing as just like, all right, I'm going to punch in. This is this is my this is my work now. And, you know, what the future may hold, maybe we can go ahead and uh, move this product into some sort of storefront somehow or another. There are a lot of logistics about that. And uh, I am a very ignorant dropout (laughs) and I will wear that badge proudly. But it's just one of those things that this product through, you know, the support of a lot of followers, I'm close to hitting 1300 followers. When I started, I was at 200. Um, And that's just a testament to just like all the support which I'm just very grateful for. Like every single day, I'm, I'm still very surprised. Even the days when I tell myself, all right, I'm not really going to post up anything. I'd like to have a day off. I still have people hitting me up and I have people texting me. And it's just it's just a true testament to like, you know, support. And with that, I'm, I'm always going to be grateful for sure. Um, but hopefully the future, we can move this product into uh, into a, uh, a storefront and uh, we'll see how it goes. All, all right. Good talk, guys. See you out there. Don't forget to smash that like and subscribe button. Algorithm. You know. Algorithm. <laughs> That's more of a very forcible steal. Don't forget to smash that like. Smash the like button for the YouTube algorithm. I mean, for the whatever algorithm, Spotify algorithm. Share with your friends. Tag at J Brooks. At Nooms with three O's and a Z. Two O's, two Z's, man. Two O's, two Z's. Get it right. It's for the algorithm. Do you want to finalize one?